It does smell like poo in here. <laughs> John. Sorry, guys. It's hot oh, no. It's hot. oh, no. It's hot, Sean. Oh, no. Hey there. Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. <laughs> Coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Sunny Santa Cruz, California, apparently. <laughs> I don't know whoever smelled it Delta. No, it doesn't work like that, John. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Liza. Joining me in the smelly room tonight. <laughs> the cheese factory, as they call it. Uh, first up, we've got Henry. Thankfully, not in smell vision for your uh, listening pleasure. <laughs> Running the board tonight and possibly responsible for the smell. It's Stumpy John. I did not do that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. It's not me. Mm-hmm. Why do you mm-hmm. have to apologize, John? <laughs> On the classy girl couch, it's Miss Emma. Aloha, darlings. And it is indeed a nose-wrinkling episode <laughs> in every way, shape, or form. <sighs> also on the classic girl couch, clad head-to-toe in leather, it's Douglas. Present. And by the open window, smelling the fresh air, it's Naked Jim. <laughs> I wasn't sure where to go with that. What's happening? Nice to be back. Yeah. Uh, Naked Jim, you went dirt biking today. Yeah, dirt biking again. Yeah. We, we had a little bit of like rain in the last few days. How was the dirt? It wasn't that different. There was just a little bit of some mud puddles in places and a little ah. bit more, you know, like not as dusty, but it wasn't great or anything but it was still dirt bike and had an awesome time but lower right. lower field was open everything was open everything, yeah, was, everything open. was open right and you took lila and tried to kill them no lila charged super hard all <laughs> on her own don't their you love own. it yeah. when, when yeah. they're at that that point where they're like i've done once successfully i'm feeling good now they're gonna charge they mm-hmm. but there was an injury well jim i'll start with they started the day by literally jumping like 20 feet off it, like we went on that little intermediate. <laughs> no, we saw uh, we saw the film. It's brilliant. Ooh, yeah, they there's like we'll build up, we'll build up, and then they just launched. <laughs> like and then we just, so there was a good, it was a good day of dirt biking. But yeah, she did. Uh, she has legit dirt bike scars uh, to prove. So yeah, she's um, they're, they're they're part of the club. And um, there is photographic evidence of the injury. Yep. Oh, is there? Oh, yes. Oh, they're going to be sore tomorrow too. Yeah, it looked kind of like sure. that. What's that? What's that pool at Yellowstone that's all like different oh, the colors? Emerald? No, uh, right. <laughs> whatever, like Kodachrome pool prismatic or whatever. Pool. Yes, yeah, prismatic pool. Oh. It's starting to look like that. Oh, oh, now. Oh, wait. And yeah. Anyway, wait, it's starting wait. to look like that. So and anyway, great day. And of course, we have bagel. Uh, Jack of many turds, master of none. <laughs> oh, maybe it was you. Would that make you a turd? Bagel, you are a master of baiting. I think. <laughs> Aren't we all? Let me alone on baiting. <laughs> I, I, too bad I, I wasn't there to see Lila. I think, Douglas, back me up on this. I think the most epic uh, crash of a new rider. Jake. Or is it Dukaki Dave? Didn't he do oh, that? I wasn't there for that. Yeah. The Flying Eagle. W. <laughs> what? I wasn't there for that, but yeah. I was there for Jake. I mean, we, we named a trail after Jake. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's how I bad know. it yeah. was. I, the, yeah, they all get to that point where they're like, I'm going to go a little faster. And then something goes horribly wrong and they're airborne. Yep. Yeah, I know. That's always a good time. So I, I want to get back out there. Yeah. What, 
when it was raining and it doesn't rain hard, I was like, oh, it's making the dirt better. I was watching. I was watching the weather, hoping it was going to. Um, oh, God. Yeah, no, no. Oh, no. There. The knobby thingy. Anyway. How's the bar. this? Yeah, Do play, the bar. Tighten the bar. Play with the knobby thingy. I was hoping that it would be a little bit. Um, like a more chocolate cakey, but it wasn't. So, but it was still good. <laughs> ah, talking about chocolate cake. Yeah, we had chocolate, so it was cake. We had chocolate cake today, courtesy of Ellie. Ellie, Ellie brought us chocolate cake. The, the silver thing, Jim. Yeah, you're trying to adjust the the silver the silver, thing. The silver bar thing by that your slides. knuckles. The thing. Yes, yes. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, I've never you done this your before. So you turn your knob. But but yeah, Jim, it has two knobs on the end. You should be familiar. Um, I wanted to get to uh, some news that came through. Did you guys see the the article that came through about uh, the new Segway motorcycle? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, first of all, it looks exactly like something from Tron. Yes. So that's pretty cool. And and for those who don't know, Segway is not the company Segway that made the two-wheeled Segway. Segway, Segways. <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, they got bought out by a Chinese company who are using that name and they're Hmm. making anything from wheelchairs to scooters to motorcycles. I mean, all sorts of stuff, but here's what's interesting. While everyone is coming out with electric motorcycles, they announced a new hydrogen, uh, gaseous hydrogen, um, fuel cell bike it says says that it turns it into electrical energy so i don't even understand the hydrogen fuel cell i mean it's not very common i no, somebody came not. out with a car right mm-hmm. yeah is it a mercedes who came One out with that no i yeah. mean all the manufacturers oh, toyota, toyota did yeah toyota, yeah. Uh, yeah all the manufacturers at one stage yeah. had a hydrogen fuel cell um car on their books you can actually see hydrogen fuel cell Hondas driving around in the Bay Area right now. I've seen about three or four of them. Yeah. Amazing looking things. So so they've announced that they're coming out with a hydrogen uh, fuel cell yes. motorcycle. How does that work? Emma? Well, I, I'm, go- I'm really going to make it as simple as possible because it's quite a complex process. But hydrogen is um, flammable gas that if you compress enough, it turns into a liquid. The latent energy powers a generator which powers electric motors usually on each wheel of the car. And that's as simple as I can get it. Now, what is there's a lot that's absolutely ideal about a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle. From an engineering standpoint, the electric motors can be tiny. And the generator that powers them can be tiny. And the actual hydrogen fuel cell itself can be tiny. So all four motors, the generator and the hydrogen fuel cell can fit in a suitcase. Mm. And you can power a car, a big car with that. But there's a problem. What would that be? Getting hydrogen is very labor intensive. Mm. There is no easy way to get hydrogen. So in terms of harvesting it, it's incredibly greedy. And that's the elephant in the room. Great. And labor, is it energy intensive? To- energy intensive, labor intensive. There is no easy way to get hydrogen. Huh. So we're back yep. in the same problem. So it's kind of, you know, as a consumer, you'd think it's great because you can basically, you can fill up the fuel cell in seconds, mm. you know, and you never, 
um, you keep it topped off as you would a gasoline car. There's no charging for hours. There's no, oh, crap, am I going to make it to the next charging station? It's, you know, in those terms, it's great. But number one, there is no hydrogen infrastructure in the U.S. or really anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to pick your stations. And it's just, unless they figure out a way of making synthetic hydrogen easily and cheaply it's a lame duck Mm. and it breaks my heart to say so but um there you go in terms of power output oh massive yeah oh massive sky's limit so where does one get refueled at hydrogen stations of which there are some in america um, let me have a look on my phone, see see where they are. I mean, if we have them here in the Bay Area, they must exist. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen oh, hydrogen. Yeah. Yeah. There are some around, but, now, but they're fairly limited. Isn't there, uh, like, city buses that are running on hydrogen, too, I've seen? Yeah. yeah. So. so is this something that's going to be more common in, say, Asia or Europe and not here? Perhaps. Because we were discussing the, um, the battery swap system, and as the the guys at Super 73 told us, um, yeah, that's going to be um, probably in Asia and Europe and not so much here. So that's why it was, it was kind of fascinating to see this bike and to see that somebody's going there. I'm under the assumption that because of gas prices, everyone is trying to announce every alternative to gas that they're going to be coming out with in the next five years. You know, everyone's like, oh, no, we got some of this. Where? I want to know, Emma, where's that steam powered? <laughs> right? yeah, go back to steam. <laughs> I know. People are going to be, oh, cost of wood is not so bad. <laughs> Actually, cost of wood is still high, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, did you find anything, Emma? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we have, hang on. Uh, yeah, so it looks <clears throat> like, yeah, God. Oh, right, here we go. So probably. I'm seeing probably in California, you're talking in terms of hundreds. Really? That many, huh? Yeah, there's probably 50 in the Bay Area and at least the same in L.A. Um, Well, would that infrastructure be for if there's only limited cars out there? Well, public transit and, you know. um, I think Toyota and Honda were pushing pretty hard for their hydrogen vehicles a couple of years ago. Right. So you see a lot of... uh, uh, infrastructure for the gas stations. They're just getting it ready, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the, it's, it's interestingly, the map is showing all the stations, including the ones that are under construction. So my take on what we're going to see in 20 or 30 years is we're not going to see a single solution. There is no single solution. There's no magic bullet. What we're going to see is a variety of solutions of which hydrogen fuel cell is one of them. And the different solutions will be presented for people who have different needs. I mean, if you live in a town that has got two or three hydrogen filling stations, that makes a damn good idea to get yourself a hydrogen fuel cell car. Conversely, you know, if you live out in the San Joaquin Valley and you're close to Interstate 5 and there's a giant Tesla recharging station just down the road from you, it makes sense to buy yourself um, a fully electric car. Yeah. Conversely, as much as I dislike them, hybrid cars have a place. 
The only reason I dislike hybrid cars so much is to me, simplicity is the way going forward. And there is nothing simple about a hybrid. You don't make a vehicle more simple by adding engines. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, just and in its rawest form. But there is a place for them. If you live somewhere in bumfuck nowhere that you've got nothing, then a hybrid car probably makes a great well, deal of sense. How trains are hybrid, right? I'm sorry. I was going to say, how far does it go? Well, um, trains have been hybrids for a long time, right. but they work in a very, very interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, diesel electric trains have been around since... Forever, yeah. You know, since the, the dawn of diesel. Mm-hmm. And what you have is you have a giant um, diesel engine powering a generator, mm. which then powers electric motors on the train. And it's supply and demand. No batteries there, or is it still batteries? There's battery backups, but okay. there's no, you know, the, the electric motors are basically being powered by the generator. I mean, if you see... I'm not sure how the American system worked, but the the British system, you know, the faster the train goes, the faster you hear the diesel mm-hmm. pumping. And we're not talking about small things. I mean, you're talking about Napier diesel engines that are like 70 litres or something, you know, thousands of horsepower driving giant generators that look like they belong in power stations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is big stuff. Um, but that... That platform worked very well for locomotives because a, a locomotive's what seventy feet long, mm-hmm. and there's no weight. You know, you don't need to make it light. In fact, the heavier you make a locomotive, the better. Mm. It's one of those few vehicles that you want the locomotive to be as heavy as possible. Yeah, the momentum, yeah, for the momentum and just the grip and all that. So what do we? What do we? Oh, what, no, what, no, 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 just I'm giving you that for a second. Oh, okay, um, very good. So. Uh, yeah, read up on that, Emma. No, I'm going to. Okay. So, um, hey, I wanted just to Liza just gave circle, some porno. circle back again <laughs> to the big announcement that I made uh, last week and just reminding everyone. Elephant we, porno. We are <laughs> pledging $1,000 to give away to projects, nonprofits, anything that makes the motorcycle community better, right? Um, I had uh, nominated... The shark shark cage um, loading rack, I thought was a cool idea. And we've had some listeners nominate some nonprofits that actually that we know. They've all been on the show. Uh, Moto Relief Project, Moto Go, and Rally for Rangers. So these are all great, great things, services that deserve more money. So I want you guys to help add to that list. And just a reminder, we are, for the next three weeks, we're going to continue taking nominations of, of things that are worthy of, of money. And uh, we're going to create a list, and then we're going to pare it down and send it off uh, a poll to our Patreon supporters, because that's where the money came from, and let them vote who deserves the money and how much do they get. So um, I wanted to nominate another uh, uh, item to the list. And Emma, you have it there. What do you think of this? So I like this a great deal because, you know, the one thing that we are constantly missing the target with with motorcycling and mm-hmm. new getting new people on board. It's always a mystery. How do we get how do we get young people involved in this? And a few years ago, we had a couple of guests on the show and I was so impressed with the product. I mean I backed it and that was yeah. Mimi and Moto. Yeah. 
the Motorcycling Monkeys, which was basically a children's book. And they have a few books now. They've got a few books now. But um, my granddaughter loved it, and she'd sit on my knee, and I'd read mm-hmm. Mimi and Moto to her. But now it's gone a step further. Uh, yeah, I like this one. So um, this is from uh, Andrea, who actually looks like a guy. Um, and the, the name of this, this it, is on Kickstarter. If you this is Motor's Voice motorcycle i have a suspicion mm-hmm. that motors voice will be more than just motorcycles it'll probably be airplanes and cars and whatever but anyway this is motors voice motorcycle the only kid soundbook that brings the exciting world of motorcycles yes. to life and so um <clears throat> what he's got is um 18 plus motorcycle adventures. So you open the book and there's a little motorcycle adventure involving a different motorcycle. And there could be a cafe racer. It could be a freestyle motocross. It could be a chopper. And as you open the page, it makes the noise of yeah! that particular bike. That's right. Which is great. That is cool. Yeah. Um, because as we know, all motorcycles have different voices. And, you know, when I restore a bike, particularly one that's been sitting around for 40 or 50 years, that thrill when you first hear its voice, because they all sound different. And just because it's a 650 Triumph, it doesn't mean it's going to sound anything like the last 650 Triumph you built. I mean, this is, admit it, this is giving the kids a, a little taste of crack. Guess right? what? Yeah. <laughs> first one's free, baby. Guess what? <laughs> Listen to these motorcycles. Yeah. Um, I'm going to contribute to this. Oh, yeah? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. No, this is a wonderful thing. So as of five minutes ago... um, This is a brand new project. It's a brand new project. Um, Andrea needs Mm $4,000. He's only got two backers, and he's raised $43. Yeah. So he is less. He's about 1% in. So we can do better. He's 1.1% in. So I think we can do a little better than that. So yeah, so this is going to yeah. go on the list of potential um, not not of the nominees. Kickstarter Motors Voice Dash, not slash Motors Voice Dash Motorcycle. I love it. Cool. And if you would like, and anybody, not just the misfits, any listeners can nominate uh, somebody for the list. Go ahead and send a link. Um, to recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com or you can go to our Facebook page where I did a post and just add a link in the comments. Let's give away some money, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just actually, yeah. I was thinking, John, uh-huh. you could actually sit in the bathtub with a microphone and make motorbike noises <laughs> without opening your mouth, couldn't you? I have other ways to do that too. Okay, very good. <laughs> oh my God, we need to make the fart. Book. Nothing like Oh a no, the fart, fart book. No, Everybody farts. And it'll, audio? In, it'll encourage John. Oh no. He's already taken the fiber pill. Farting I mean, is one of the greatest things on earth. For you, <laughs> maybe. Everybody likes it. Come on now. And I just want to, did anyone else have any nominees uh, this week? No. No? Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I need you listeners, uh, send us your nominees to get some money. Money, 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 money. And I want to, I mean, I want to absolutely stress, this isn't going to cost you, dear listener, a penny. Just nominate somebody that you like. And 
we'll put it out there to our Patreon um, subscribers and the decision will be made. So there's nobody has to uh, donate anything unless, of course, you want to. But what we're looking for right now are just worthy nominees. Yeah, I just want to give back to the motorcycle community. Because we, we love you all help so much. These, get these products to market. I love that one. <clears throat> Y'all. Um, let's see. What should we go? Should we go to... Let's do your thing. Well, you know, this started because, as you know, <laughs> as a Patreon subscriber, um, you have access to a great many things. And one of them is the Ask Miss Emma. And... Um, people send in questions and I answer them. And, you know, it goes quite well, doesn't it, Liza? Mm -hmm. You know, I've helped people get a lot of uh, bikes on the road. It's the best deal ever. Yeah, it is a good deal. Yeah. And so, um, uh, one of our listeners, uh, uh, Mr. Webb, Mr. J.J. Webb, said, um, when should I use bloody in a sentence? And I thought, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> This is a very good question because <laughs> properly swearing in British is quite misunderstood. And I thought it'd clear up a little bit. Oh, yeah, please. Because, you know, English is quite a good you know, me medium to swear in. So we could, we could get down to the nitty gritty and clear up a few misconceptions. Like, can we, I, is wanker a swear word? No, it's actually uh, um, it's actually a verb. It's oh. it, when you castrate a sheep, it's called wanking the sheep. Right. So, right. well, let's start no, with let's start with. <laughs> I totally believe that. I'm just making shit <laughs> up. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, can one be a bloody wanker? Well, well of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they normally are. It's not. It's not actually used that much. Ah, okay. So. Let's get down to the, of what a wanker so we're is. We're learning the proper etiquette of yes, swearing. Yes, I'm in giving English. you the etiquette okay. right now. So let's, because this is very, very misunderstood about what a wanker is. Is a lot of people, a lot, of, a lot of boys <coughs> think their their willy, their penis is actually a wanker, and it's not. Mm. It's absolutely. It's the most. Would it be a wank? No. No. It's the wanky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Long as Here it comes. So, wanker, the, the best way to, to Americanize wanker is a jerk-off. Okay? It's actually the person. He is a wanker. Now, the process of, you know... Wanking? Uh, is... is Wanking or having a wank, right? Mm -hmm. There we are. We following this so yeah, far? This, this is exactly how I thought it was. Well, some yeah. it's quite misunderstood. Now, yeah. here's the good part. So, you, let's take the term wanker. You can you can add to it. Bloody is not often used. You know, you 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 might find a German person called an English person bloody wanker, but it's it's not generally used. You could be. Um, uh, a total wanker, mm. a real wanker, complete. That is my favorite oh. because <laughs> by using the term complete, it insinuates that you have actually been to wanker school <laughs> and you've done all the courses. Full ownership. <laughs> and yes. now you have graduated you have a from a wanker degree from one yeah, university. And now you, you have done all the wanker courses. You know, including 
talking back to your mates and with honors, right? Yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah. and throwing up in the street. Would it be Magna Cum Laude? Kicking a homeless <laughs> person. All these terribly, terrible things. And now Magna you are cum a complete. <laughs> you are a complete wanker. You know that is my favorite by far. And That's this good. is a term of endearment. Well, it, no. can you <laughs> can you use it with reverence, like oh, yes. that wanker? But he was a good wanker. Yes, like oh. here's the thing that a lot of Americans don't get, and kind of never will. There's this great British tradition called taking the piss, <laughs> and taking the piss is means making fun of something. Is that going back to being the wanky? But. Taking the piss is making fun of something with a good heart. Mm -hmm. Before you take the piss or make fun of somebody, you start with yourself. So I have a question. Uh, Parallel to Winker would Tosser? Oh, it's interchangeable. Okay. So yeah. it's taking a piss similar to like breaking somebody's balls. Wait, I got an no, issue with tossing and wanking being making, the same thing. Making fun of. Making fun of. Because in the East Coast, we say we're breaking your balls. Yes. No. But it's, it's friendly. It can be friendly mostly. No, take it, taking the piss is just making fun of. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Taking the piss. Taking right. the piss. Making fun of. So we've dealt with wanker. What is one tossing? Well, my, I don't no, know, the, man. The winking I got. What are, what are I'm not saying tossing is a bad thing because it could no, be really wi- great. No, but. you're willy. You know, if you it's have not, a willy, because like Henry's got a willy and John's got a willy and Doug and Jim have a willy, so only, you're, only you're tossing your willy. So I'm the only one here who could toss my willies. <laughs> no, you. Ah. I don't know. So a tosser okay. is a wanker that yes. tosses? No, it's it's just okay. interchangeable. It's oh, just sorry. a different term. Is this a motorcycle a different... podcast? <laughs> yes, because so... when you hit your thumb with a hammer, you wanker. Until you start talking about tossing <laughs> the salad. These are common terms used in the shop. Yes, That's more tossing of a the salad, bullet, though, isn't it? Oh. Okay, and what exactly are bullocks? Mm. Testicles. Never mind so them. So, do you refer to somebody as bullocks? No. Okay. But you can refer to something <laughs> as that is, that is total bollocks, okay. complete bollocks, oh. or my favorite, a, Blood, no, not a load of old bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> a truckload of but stinky No, bollocks. just that's it. <laughs> but isn't there also the term the dog's bollocks as the well? The dog's bollocks means the top of the heap. So <laughs> if, you're, if you are riding a supercharged or turbocharged Jixer 1100 that makes 400 horsepower, it is the dog's bollocks. Yeah. Wow. And you could be the dog's bollocks riding a bike Riding like a bike like that. But... Enough of this frippery. Let's just get down to bloody. When should you insert bloody into a sentence? Anytime that you want to insert bucking into a sentence, but don't want to insult people around you, you can just use bloody, and it's kind of ratcheted back a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, bloody back. Is it like saying frickin'? Yeah, kind of. You know, but bloody could be a fighting. It was a lot more powerful word back in the day, but like a lot of swear words, like fricking. I was going to make a reference. It's kind of ratcheted back a little bit. To bollocks, never mind the bollocks, friggin' in the riggin'. Yes. You remember that old Sex Pistol song? Absolutely. So the one word that Brits use more than Americans is, I'm not even going to say it, the C word. So, yes. Is that 
appropriate in British? It's circle? never appropriate. It's never. Okay. It's never appropriate. You are always going to insult somebody. <laughs> okay. When you use that word, you're always going to insult That's somebody. That's like the mother of all words. Yeah, I think so. It's universal. Like, like, fuck off. Everybody kind of understands that throughout the world. The yeah, but it sounds word. like you can use fuck off colloquially no, I mean, and friend, no, friendly. Like, ah, no, fuck off, no, Jim. No, not really. I mean, you know, fuck still carries some weight. Mm. You know, it's not like bloody. I mean, your grandma might say, oh, bloody hell. Right. Um, the C word, Especially though. if she's been on the gin. But, you know, um, the F-bomb <laughs> and the C word still carry some weight. But you know? the C word does provide absolute clarity. You drop that bomb on they, somebody, that's nobody it. Yeah. knows it's... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, just curious, when using bloody... Yes. Uh, oftentimes, people refer to L, but what's wrong with M-N-N-O? Well, you know, it's it comes... L comes first. Okay. Yes. No, bloody it's hell. actually oh, bloody, bloody, oh. bloody hell. It's oh, hell. hell. Oh. Bloody, no, it's supposed to. So, bloody so you wouldn't hell. use hella bloody. Yes. Hella bloody. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very American. Um, Liza has those racy friends like Haley Bell. I think we have a new garage a shop term now. Which is? Hella bloody. hella bloody. I like it. Hella bloody. Oh, that's hella bloody. <laughs> oh, it's terribly American. I like but it you know, for I, MC. We are terribly We just <laughs> lost like 100 listeners. Right? I, Return to sender MC. Hella I bloody. I hope that clarifies a, f- <laughs> yeah, a few you. things. You know, Oscar Wilde um, really summed it up and he said you know england and america are a nation's separated by a common language and never a true uh, word was said because i mean ostensibly we speak a similar language but it's very very different the inflection is that quite is different. australians more like americans or more like brits it's mostly based on brits but i mean they've got their own fantastic insults and um hopefully some of our australian listeners will oh, send yeah. some in oh yes please they share are, they're absolutely ripper mate oh yeah um send right. them in. Well, thank so, you. so it was just a brief interlude into that and that actually came up as an ask miss emma thing so anytime you want to use bloody just think when you'd use freaking so um <laughs> pass me that bloody wrench you tosser <laughs> <laughs> complete tosser you've you've done all the courses now you are complete nice thank you thank you emma you're welcome um so not one to shy away from controversy oh god <clears throat> you know i've had in the back of my mind uh, an idea thinking you know it's time to start working again on our list of uh, re- what makes a real biker now, remember, we did this before. We came up with, like, the quiz. It was, like, 50 questions, yeah. and you got a, a score, and uh, it told you what level what of biker you, you were. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. I'm going to stop you there. How many people in this room here right now have a Harley Davidson? Oh, dear. But it's for sale. That I'm the do only it. real biker in the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you have a scooter. Sh- Which is scooter why sh- I think it's important to have these quizzes. Because everyone has different ideas of what makes a real biker. And so, in fact, uh, I want to go beyond that and what makes the ultimate biker. I think we want to make a one that has biker. even like more levels. But in preparation, I thought best to do some research. Yeah. And that we should take other people's biker quizzes. So, ah. Ooh, I like it. I have some biker quizzes here that I right. pulled off the internet. So, <laughs> oh boy. The internet. okay, uh, are we mm-hmm. going to share who they're from? Oh, no, these are just 
posted on websites. Okay. Yeah. So um, we have two options. One, we can answer it as a group, or we can go around and take turns trying to answer and see as a whole you know, do oh, we I think all... we should well, humiliate one another yes, individually. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to go around the room, and this Joy. is multiple choice. Henri, we're starting with you. Ah, shit. Okay. <clears throat> when was the first internal combustion motorcycle fueled by petroleum invented? Is it 1885, 1900, or 1915? 1885? All right, let's see. The answer is 1885. Wow. So he's, a, he's a smarty. That was before the right. Civil War, right? <laughs> I, I need somebody to keep, keep track. All right, let's go to, oh, me, my turn. Okay. In 1894, which model became the first series production motorcycle in the world? Oh, geez. Is it an Orient Aster, a Hildebrand and Wolfmuller, or Peugeot? You're holding the answer. No, no I have to reveal okay. it. Okay, well. Um, and 18 of which model became the first serious production motorcycle in the world. Ooh. I'm going to go with Hildebrand and Wolfmuller. Let's see. Uh, the answer cool, is man. Hildebrand and Wolfmuller. Nice. Hey, Somebody wow, audit that. Right. Somebody audit that. That's a boss name though. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I just took a <clears throat> stab in the dark. I know. Uh, but you. all right, John, yep. in a motorcycle, <clears throat> the rotational force generated by the crankshaft is transmitted to which part? The front wheel, the engine, or the rear wheel? <laughs> well. Is like a trick question? Like, <laughs> yeah. This is a trick question. I mean, what's going on in my head is there's a flywheel or there's stuff involved that gets it to the rear wheel. So that's The rotational force generated by the crankshaft is transmitted right, to, to the which rear part? Wheel. To the rear wheel. Rear wheel. Answer is? Rear wheel. Rear wheel. Hey, you guys. We're doing good. All right. Fire. Emma. Yes, darling. You ready? I'll try. Which company has been the largest motorcycle manufacturer in the world since 1959 with around 400 million models in production by the end of 2019? Yamaha, Honda, or Suzuki? Honda. Answer is Honda. Oh, we're doing good, you guys. Yeah, I'm going to fuck it up. Watch. Ah, pressure's on. Don't jinx it, Doug. This is, what was that, uh, the the game where you had the ticking time bomb? Oh, hot potato, hot potato. potato. This is like that. Who's going to be the one? All right, Douglas. Yeah. The motorcycle manufacturer, Harley Davidson. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to bomb this one. (laughs) Is based in which U.S. state? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Missouri, New Mexico, or Wisconsin? Wisconsin. You've been there. I've been there. I remember. <laughs> I was there with a the listener. Yes. Okay. Right. Oh, that means it's Jim. 17 millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is where is it? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Some of these are harder than others. Okay. <laughs> That's true. It's oh, a nice Jeopardy preface. <laughs> uh, which of the following is a British motorcycle brand? Indian, Triumph, or Royal Enfield? Oh, funny Triumph. Survey says Triumph. Yeah. All right. Bagel. Are you yes. ready? I'm ready. Which of the following models is the first motorcycle to offer an anti-lock braking system? Mm. Was it BMW K-Bike, a Suzuki Cavalcade, or a Honda Goldwing? I'm going to say the BMW K-Bike. Survey says that is correct. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, nice one, Bagel. That was just a good wait one. a minute. This is just historical. Yeah, well, that's just yeah. that quiz. 
So well, who else is going to know it other than bikers? <laughs> that one's pretty good. Let's try. Did we go 100. percent We did on that one. We're oh, doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We aced nice. it, everybody. Let's try another one. All right. Okay, this one. Uh, I just found another website, and this one. Uh, let's see. Oh, it doesn't have the answers. So hold on. We can make them up. <laughs> Apparently, we know everything anyway. Hold on. I just want to. I, this one may reveal the answers when I press this, so I won't play. Okay. Sounds like uh, No, this one is stupid. <laughs> Which is exactly. I, I, all right. We're not doing this one. I'm just going to read an example. How often? All right. You know what? Fuck it. We're doing this one. Okay. We're doing this one. This is stupid. All right, Henry. Yo. The question, this is multiple choice. The question, question is, do you ever ride in the rain? So this Wait. is not one where the, you have to guess what the answer is. This is like, are you a real biker thing? So oh, do you ever ride in the rain? We're gonna... And here's the possible okay. answers. Yes, it makes the dirt more fun. No, it's cold. I can't keep my clothes dry. Yes, I ride no matter the weather. Yes, I ride pretty much every day and live to ride. No, I've never ridden in the rain. I don't want to ruin my bike. I prefer not to. Or, yep, dirt or road riding is riding. I mean, yeah, I ride in the rain. What kind of question? I know. This is, okay. <laughs> we, yeah, this is stupid. Uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're not doing this one because I have another one. This one. There's a backup, people. There's a backup. <laughs> and this one says, only real motorcycle riders can pass this biker slang quiz. Oh, I like this one already. According to who? Challenge. Oh. So let me see. This one might show the, the answers. Motor company. The old honey okay. liquor. <clears throat> oh, good. It doesn't show the answers. All right. All right. Uh, let's starting with Henry again. What is the term for a motorcycle club participating in illegal activities? Tough crowd, 99%er, 1%er, bad guys. It's a 1%er. 1%er. One percent of the service is correct. The bad guys. All right. What's all right. you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got that one. All right, now it's my turn. Oh wait, no wait, no, go back. Okay, wait. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Oh shit. Wait. Yes. Oh shit. Yes. Okay. Oh, I I know that answer. You probably know it. I I heard. Th- all right. The question is, what does the number eighty-one stand for? Is it a motorcycle club? The Hell's Angels? 81 people in the MC are none of these. I've heard this before, and I don't know the answer, so I'm going to have to guess. What I know does the, the number 81 stand for? I'm trying to remember what this is for. Um, oh, poopies. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Hell's Angels. Am I wrong? No, you're right. You're right. Oh, correct. Oh, gosh. What was that? You know like why? 81 family It stands numbers? for the letters H letters and yeah. A. H and A. Oh. I remember yeah. hearing this once yeah. before, like and I didn't yeah, like remember what the connection was. Oh, Some okay. Of the other H- fellas oh. from south of the border do similar things. It's like 13. Yeah, the eighth yeah. letter and the first letter. All right, John. Yeah. Keep the, keep the flame alive. All right. What is a term of endearment for a long-term girlfriend or wife of an MC member? Is it Betty, Hun, Hitch, or Old Lady? Old Lady. Survey says correct. Old well, Lady. Like, oh, 1%. I'm not sure. I know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I do, I do biker speak. Okay, let's see. Um, <laughs> oh, this is good. Remember, this is biker slang. Emma. Yes. <laughs> what is an organ donor? A biker who splits lanes. The biker leading the group, someone who doesn't wear a helmet, 
Or a biker who is a liability. Probably a biker who's a liability. Is that your final answer? It's either going to be a lane splitter or... Let's try lane splitter. Are you sure? (laughs) I don't know. Which one are you going, man? It's one of those two, I think. Emma, this is America. People don't wear helmets all the time. Is it really? No. You you tell me, Emma. You have to guess. What is no, an organ donor? No, I'll, I'll stand with Henry for what he says. I mean, you know. Someone who doesn't wear a helmet? I guess. Let's see what the answer says. <gasps> Correct. Well yep. done. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought, I'd, you know, <clears throat> helmets, organ uh, donor. Ah. Okay. Douglas. Mm-hmm. All right. What is the term used for an MC member who travels between chapters? Frogger, nomad, shifter, or skip? John Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are the options again? Frogger, nomad, shifter, skip. I haven't heard any of those. As the only patched member not, in the room. Not, it's not, yeah, no. that's not true. It's not Nomad. Uh, I think... Nomad's I, its own MC around yeah, these parts. Yeah, that's, that's I, I think you and me have a disadvantage, though, because we've never seen Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'm going to say Skip. A skip? All right, let's see. Incorrect! What is it? It's Nomad. Yeah, nomad. Is, yeah, I, 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 that was it's a bottom answer. rocker. Uh, not the top. So top is always the club, no bottom man. is the club of where you're at. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jim, can you bring us back on track? Yes. <laughs> right now, Douglas, I was going to say Doug, something. Douglas is the weakest link. <sighs> yeah, I told We're you. We're talking about MCs, so I'm trying to be mindful of my, my words at the moment. <laughs> I, and I look, I'm just using someone else's quiz. I did not pick mm-hmm. these. What does MC refer to? Oh, my God. Is it motorcycle club? They built their own bike. They've been riding for more than a decade or motorcycle comrade. Wow. I'm Definitely. trying to make sense of the other ones. I mean, it's motorcycle club, obviously. But like, well, I can't even make the that connection with the other ones. I, I know. I'm like, what? All right. Bagel? Yes. All right. This is all you. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> A Harley-Davidson engine produced from 1936 to 1947 is called what? Panhead. Well, hold on. Let me give you the. Let me give you the options. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Evolution, oh, knucklehead, yeah, yeah, okay. flathead, shovelhead, knucklehead. He says knucklehead, and he's correct. All right, right. Nice. Well done. Yep. It's a knuck. Yeah, Panhead was after that, right? Yeah. Okay. So that gives us a taste of the different kinds of questions, and you know, slang is not something that we used on ours, and that's why I want to do. I want to make the ultimate biker quiz that can really test, like the SATs. Sure. For for biker quiz. So my challenge to you, yeah, is next time we are in a group setting, go up to one of the Hell's Angels, California, and say. (laughs) If you are a real biker, you'll know what a night banana is. (laughs) (laughs) And I happen to have two. (laughs) And would you like me to give you one? So the funny thing, the the other quiz, I realized 
This was a quiz that says, uh, answer these questions and we'll tell you which, what is the right bike for you. Oh. So that's why they're asking about, like, do you ride in the rain? What kind of helmet do you wear? What kind of jacket do you wear? Uh-huh. Um, things like, there's a cop up ahead, and you realize you're doing 20 kilometers over the speed limit. Do you? You know, and then it gives you all these scenarios. <laughs> I'm like, what? How is yeah, any of this? Uh-huh. And then it, then it gets to the question, it says, do you prefer a cruiser? A <laughs> enduro? <laughs> it just starts asking you point blank <laughs> what kind of bike you'd like. I think all the other questions are it's just, just clickbait. I, yeah, basically, mm. I know. Um, so yeah, so I think I'm going to start working on the real biker quiz. So again, going out to our listeners, what questions, what criteria should be included? Did we have um, had to fend off an animal on the earlier one? I thought that was. A oh, good have one. you have you hit had a hit an animal? Well, had to an fend animal? it off. I mean, killing is one thing, but actually fending one off, like a dog or a bear. <laughs> marmot i'm not sure if you fended off the marmot or just <laughs> i did well, I dodged. tactical avoidance I dodged. that was i definitely i dodged or, the marmot or, or have you ever had the motorcycle uh, gun pulled on you when you were riding mm-hmm. see that's, that's a good, good one, one. Yeah. uh yeah have you killed an have, animal i mean have you been hit by an animal while you're riding? yes oh, yeah. yeah so let's just let's so we don't have to like make it too public raise your hand if you have killed an animal on a motorcycle oh Wow. Okay. Oh, oh, the squirrel road down <laughs> yeah. there in Kalinga. Oh, That's right. Oh, my God. You guys, we were riding on this road, and the squirrels were kamikazes. They kept running out right as we're coming. And I'm just, yep. I'm pegging squirrels. I'm like, I can't take it anymore, Jim. You have to go in front. <laughs> I know. Because oh, mm. like, he was, like, all. calling me murderer and uh, stuff. Wait, Jim, Kalinga is also where I killed my animal. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what was it? It was a bird of some sort. <laughs> It's yeah when you're moving fast, but it's those little narrow roads. We've we've had deer run alongside us between the road because there's a barbed wire fence Cow? and shit. Cow turkeys, <laughs> yes. So oh, fuck turkeys. I, so turkeys, uh, dude. Exactly. Not, yeah, so yeah, well, I think we'll put the the regular stuff like you know accomplishments and what kind of bikes you've ridden or how long you've been riding all that stuff. But I really want to get into how about this one? Do you own more than a hundred toy motorcycles? <laughs> yeah that might get minus points like ooh. Ooh, by the way for those of you who weren't here last week i'm going to point out a new addition in the room that was a gift from a listener the chopper the easy Rider. yeah the easy rider uh, captain, captain america, america. Yeah. oh that's a killer one if you recall um I can't few episodes you don't back that. i said that was my like holy grail it's the franklin mint Easy Rider. Who, oh, that's the Captain real America. Who, oh, wow. who did it? That's a great one. And a listener one. sent it to us. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Um, so what? What other criteria? Oh, have you been? Have you broken a leg? <laughs> or broken a bone? Collarbone. Or, on a motorcycle. Yeah. Collarbone. That was on the original <clears throat> test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, what? Else, like, what are more levels? Caught like, yourself on if, fire. There's been a couple of people caught himself on fire. You caught yourself yeah. on fire, <laughs> or the bike while well, it was in between your legs. I've uh, ridden a bike John, on fire. Uh, John caught fire. himself on I did. fire. I did. On right. I technically, um, uh, MotoGP <laughs> would qualify. Yeah, Bakel has <laughs> set himself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, have have you broken down by the side of the road and gotten your bike going again? Mm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Or have you gotten someone you got else's that, bike? That diddle finger. Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. injured yourself more in a low speed crash than a high speed yeah. one? <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, what other things do we need? Have to you had add? road rash? Oh. 
Oh, do you have do. the exhaust burn scar? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. That's a, yeah. I thought that was count? on the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, but what I'm trying to think, what else can we add to that? Have you wrecked a motorcycle in front of a carload of children? <laughs> 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 Turned yourself into a bloody pulpy oh, mess. How about this? Have you entered a bike in a show? That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. some real biker shit, right? Yeah. And then have, have you, you restored a bike? Yeah. yeah. Have you restored a bike? So, Ooh, yeah, I'm, we need I'm, to take it up another I'm, level. I'm getting very good at these, you know. I'm yeah. yes, 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 yes. Well, then the <laughs> next area would be like racing. Have you ever actually raced in a, you know, a Ooh, legit race? Have you race? entered a race? I did the pocket bikes at the moto at the the one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Or oh, have, you, have you ridden for more than 500 or 1000 or 2000 miles? Yeah. Yeah, um, iron butts. Yep. Oh, I, I had one. Uh, have you ever woke up in the hospital? No. <laughs> That's, I, take, I take that back. I take that back. But I mean, you have to make sure it covers a very, very broad spectrum because, you know, obviously, have you restored a bike? Mm-hmm. Yes. But not everybody's done that. Have you right. ridden a thousand miles? Yes, but not everybody's done that. So you have to make sure that people have a chance. Well, that's it the comes thing. a very, very broad spectrum. There's all so, different types of bikers, but the thing... And everyone is legit. But the thing that I think goes hand in hand with who we are and what we represent is the love of all things two wheels. So we put a little bit of everything in, so the larger score you have means the more diverse... Right and accomplished and passion you have for motorcycles. I just get enraged by blue or white scooters. Oh, hang on! <laughs> <laughs> just enraged. My whole collection. <laughs> oh yeah, have you been um, a member of a club? A club. Yeah. club. Um, have you ridden multiple styles of motorcycles? Oh, how about this one? Have you ridden a motorcycle with the uh, shift and brake reversed? Yep. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. hang, just hang mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. Just hang on there because it's not about being reversed. There is the traditional shift pattern, which is right foot, one up, three down. Yeah. Um, a simple one is have you ever camped off your bike even overnight have you ever ridden somewhere camped overnight and then you know gone somewhere else so the Emma Mm. the the, uh, my brother had a CBR 600 when I was in high school and that shift was reversed and that was the first motorcycle I ever rode when I was like 17 or 18 so uh, going from that learning how to ride on that going to a regular style shifting was was a little difficult because that's what Mm. I learned on was that GP shift is that what they call it yeah yeah but it's, that was still left foot. You try yeah, that still left your, foot. Yeah, yeah. Try, try that with your right foot. Well, if you start that way, it's fine. But like going back to normal. So, um, oh, I got I got something new for you now. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, there, the question uh, came around the garage today, and and with the prices of everything, I was like, just the five hundred dollar project bike still exists? No. Mm. You say no. No. And mm. and and I wanted to find. Yeah, there are bikes for under 500. Um but I thought let's set out see if we can find them. Do they exist? Here's the criteria I set and tell me if you agree with me, Emma. Uh 500 bucks uh under $500 purchase price and that whatever amount Emma you would estimate to put into it be it back ridge, tires, whatever, missing parts that you're not 
underwater. You, you, you're not exceeding the value of that bike. And I see a lot of the $500 projects. You're like, yeah, but I'm going to have to put a grand into it. And then I'm going to have a $900 bike when I'm done. Right. So I think for me, the criteria is, can you find a project bike and then still, you know, get it back up and running safe, legal, and and then be able to get out of it without losing any money. Well, got, totally I'm, depends on the situation of the bike. Well, that's what we're going to present totally to Emma. Totally depends. I've right. got the, I've got okay. the case is going to be different. Bike. All right. Oh, yeah? Hey, I gotta go. I've got it. Oh, you got to go, Jim? Well, like five minutes or so. Yeah, okay. Oh, do you want to do yours first? Do you have one? Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go for it. Yeah, go so ahead. here's the thing. Playing we're trying games. to change mm-hmm. Emma's mind. Let's prove Oh, I got it right her. here. Oh, you do? Japanese. Vintage. Vintage Japanese. So for $500, you can own this classic trials, vintage Yamaha trials bike that you could, I think, Triple in price. Okay. So for the $500, I think you could possibly get $1,500. That would be the high end, but I think it's worth it. So it's okay. a 1975 Yamaha yes. TY-175 trials bike. I know that bike. Looks oh, yeah. in good condition. Yes. And even assuming the, the the engine may have some big issues, but for just labor and maybe some parts, I think it's a great one because I do see these restored for $1,400. Hmm. So... So yeah, seventy five Yamaha TY one seventy five. I'm just it doesn't give it a lot of information, but he mm-hmm. says five hundred dollars firm. So in, we can interpret it however, but let's assume it has a title. And he's like, uh, you know, it ran when Park Two knows how the what kind of condition the engine's in. There is quite a bit missing on that bike. What would make or break that deal is just how much is included. If is the only thing that is included is what's in that picture, no way. Oh. Yeah, there's so, so much. So missing. that's a farm bike. Stuff like, well, you mean like the front fender and rear fender? Yeah, you know, blah 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 blah. You don't need a fender when you're jumping rocks. So do you think you you <laughs> couldn't you couldn't like say drop around five hundred bucks in parts in a in a winter time project and make five hundred bucks? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, that was my. Mm. Okay. All right. Either that right. or a ninety-seven John, DR three fifty. I got. It, I got. It. This okay. this is gonna win. I got it. All right. I think you could probably get two grand out of this bike. I see. Okay. I'll be the judge of that. Uh, Yes. So it is a Honda Goldwing GL 1100. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great project bike. That only needs electric done and you're on the road. (laughs) Engine and carbs are built. Plastics are painted. uh, New seat. uh, And uh, no time to finish. It's got uh, 5,000 miles. And see, he's got pictures of all the little parts that are coming with it, too. So he had time for all the other projects. So we got <laughs> yeah. a new, brand new gas tank painted. And that's the bike. Let me see that bike. Hmm. And For 500 So this is pretty complete, John? It looks like it, yeah. What are, They're saying it's just missing electrical? It needs electrical work. Oh, it needs electrical work. Well, I mean, we have that Jixer in here that needed a whole harness. But I think... Absolutely, John. That bike will never run again. (laughs) It's not it needs electrics. There is nothing there. There's nothing there. And the trouble is, oh, I rebuilt the engine, I rebuilt the carbs. Says who? Yeah. What you're going to be presented with there is a bike with no electrics, with Plugged up or badly rebuilt carburetors with an engine that's probably timed wrong and the belt's put on wrong, if it's even been touched at all. That bike will never run again. And I tell you, half of the problem, 
as as you kind of go through your motorcycling career and you you know and understand more. Hold on, you leaving, Jim? Oh, just stay to the room. You're muted. Oh. All right, see you, Jim. Oh, Bye, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, Jim. Bye, Bye Jim, darling. Um, Jim got a new helmet, yeah. too. As as we learn more about motorcycles, things like old tires become important. Mm-hmm. So something as simple as buying a $500 project mm-hmm. and it's got 20-year-old tires on it. Yeah. Would you ride on that? No. You've just spent a crap load of money yeah, on you're spending tires. What? It's $500 on tires, probably. There you go, because now we know. And you'd be surprised how many people show up at Mototown, oh, I just bought this project bike, and they've cobbled it together and got it running. It's got 20-year-old tires on it. And they don't factor that in. And I say, now, look, I'm not trying to get you to spend money, but these are old tires. But do you factor in consumables like that to the equation? Because it's going to go up bad anyway. I mean... But, but isn't that what we're doing, though? It's adding to the bottom yeah. line. Well, and here's the other thing I find is function. When you're looking yes. at these 30-, 40-year-old bikes, it's not going to be a daily rider or a commuter. No. Uh, it's not going to be a touring bike, and it's not going to be something you can go keep up with all your buddies riding in the hills. This is going to be a solo, fun, little short ride. Look what I built. But nevertheless, it's got to have tires that aren't going to uh-huh. disintegrate. It's got to have front brake pads that aren't covered in fork oil and don't work. Yeah. It can't have sacked out suspension. And that little lot, fork seals, brake pads, tires, it's like fifteen hundred bucks worth. Like my XT. I mean I'm I'm in it for tires, for suspension, yes. for chains and sprockets. Yes. For yeah. all the things. Yep. All right. I think I have one here. Okay. So, as we just said, you know, when you're looking at like a, a 30, 40 year old bike, again, you're not going to have the performance that you really need. You're not going to have the reliability. But I found a bike that you don't need that. I see. It, you never had it to begin with. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, you had reliability, and I think it'll continue to be reliable. Um, and there's no way this is a money pit. Because what I have here is a 1978. Honda Express. Oh, God. For $300. Mm. Does it have a title? Now, Honda Express is basically a, it's a 50cc moped. Yes. Which is still a great around town <laughs> yes. bike for college students, whatever. Whatever you would have used it for 40 years ago, it will still do it today. 25 right? miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. So this bike is $300. Um, It says it. So here's where the the broken English becomes a little worrisome. Neat <laughs> fix doesn't have coil ignition cost $49. Need brake I don't have time to fix is not working. Original Honda moped bike 1978 if you can fix came and get. <laughs> yeah. And it's here locally. Um it says it has 1300 yeah. miles on it. But here's my thing. Yeah, an ignition coil on a bike like this, 49 bucks sounds expensive. You should be able to get that really cheap. Right? So, if for 300 bucks, how much do you think total to get this up to Can I, I would it? put my kid on this to to ride back and forth to school. How much do you think it would cost should to get we, that bike? Emma, should we came and get this? <laughs> yeah. Came and get. How much do you think it would cost to get that up to tip-top condition? <clears throat> 
a lot. I mean, oh my, there's nothing there. There was nothing there to begin with. Nonsense. What do you mean? So what, are we looking at another? We're looking at. 200 bucks? 300 bucks, maybe? Easily. Presuming it runs. And knowing expresses the way I do. Would you like to know what the elephant in the room with expresses is? What's that? Honda Express had this very, very innovative little fuel tank. And this little fuel cell that sits behind the seat. Mm -hmm. And one half is gasoline. The other half is oil for the oil injection. And there's a little barrier in between. And the barrier falls apart. Mm. And when that when that happens, you're done. And I mm. guarantee it that's happened on that. I don't know. I think what a great little bike to wrench on to get it running. You could you could be riding around and sell it to your friend for nine hundred bucks. To ride around campus or wherever. I think you can make money on that. Well, it's being sold by Monica. It's a cute little, cute little moped. I think the bigger you the bike, go, the, more, you, the deeper the hole. <laughs> you should, you should go and buy it. Well, we'll see. All right. So. But funnily enough, right now I have a Honda Express in at Mototown, mm. and it belongs to a young lady, and her late father bought it for her with the aim of doing it up. But of course, dear dad shuffled off his mortal coil. And she wanted it fixed up as a memory. And it looks in better condition than that. And by the time we totaled everything up, I said, look, this just, it's not worth it. There's no I, value I here. will admit, I'm suspicious why the uh, headlight is not attached and all the wires are hanging out the front like it's puked up wires. Right, <laughs> exactly. And but, on know. top of that, where does that front brake cable go? Uh, where? Yeah, you're inheriting other people's problems there. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, still. All right. All it's right. a project. So I haven't. I haven't restored your faith in the five hundred dollar project. Yet, okay. Maybe Douglas can. Okay. Let's okay. hear it, Douglas. This is actually in Santa Cruz. Oh, good. Oh. I have a Foxy GT moped with a fifty cc Sax engine. Foxy oh. Loxy. Uh, from the ad, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it, it looks like it. It sounds like it's running. Uh, they say basically it's worse for wear, but they replaced the throttle cable and did an oil change and it comes with two replacement carburetors. Uh, but it does need a little bit of work. They're asking $500. Mm-hmm. They did not mention anything about the registration, but this is a moped, right? Don't need to register No moped, right? Because it is pedal well, assist, right? There's a moped it's, registration. But it's, it's like registering right, a trailer, not, I think. Right, but you don't. Yeah, okay. it's not going to be yeah. out of reg. Right, right. Uh... So yeah, um, it looks like a fun little thing. Five hundred bucks. Yeah, let's let's hear Emma tear it down. <laughs> well, no, actually, it's a nice wow. little thing. It's a it's a pretty little moped, but <laughs> ah, there, <laughs> there it is. Uh, I'm thinking like two three hundred dollars maybe to get it safe and rideable. Let and, me tell you something. Some, some hours of work. There are no Let me tell you something. Parts for this. There are no parts for this. Bagel, you are the scooter and moped expert. Foxy. Scooter. I I don't know much about mopeds. I've never I own one moped. I've never even ridden it. Foxy? What? This may be the only one in California. This may be the only one left in the world. Well, even sax parts probably aren't too easy to come by anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
you know um yeah that i mean actually that's the only thing against it i mean it's a it's a cute little thing there's but gotta be like re- cheap chinese replacement parts for that thing yeah, is this a chinese bike no it's german oh oh really the germans <laughs> now you got him interested the germans hmm. he might own two what, what year? <laughs> <laughs> you know it's out of everything so far it's the most promising but again by the time you've put tires on it, by the time you've made it safe, that five hundred bucks is now a thousand bucks. And if it breaks, where the hell are you going to get bits? A uh, bagel. It's a seventy-four, and it says the odometer is a hundred and nine miles. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Hmm. But, I mean, the, but the odometer's broken. <laughs> if you only had friends that were driving, <laughs> driving up next week, <laughs> you know that would. When you get into this really, really odd stuff. Um, I remember um, a friend of mine, I can't even remember the name of it. It was a German moped, not dissimilar to that. Mm. And she loved this thing, and it was in absolutely perfect condition. But every time it broke, it was a nightmare. There were no parts for it. And you're kind of scrambling making stuff fit that doesn't belong on there. And it was a solo. Mm. And... It's just what? something you know, I, as simple as tires. Yeah. No, I, I bet that there, if it's a German made bike, I bet that there are sources in Germany where you could find parts for it, but that's probably one source that you have to find. It's, you know, probably somebody who bought the inventory of the manufacturer when they went out of business or something like right. that. It was just still selling parts for him. I would have agreed with that up until a month ago. Mm. with my Benelli saga, which I'm not going to go into right now, but my Benelli Quattro second gear saga, that nobody had second gear for a Benelli anywhere in the world. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And I came so close to scrapping that bike. And Mm. in the end, I got out my lathe and I made some bushes and I made some uh, thrust bearings and I got a Honda 504 transmission in it. Hmm. But it was a great deal of work, a simple second gear for a bike that everyone knows, Benelli Quattro. No second gear. So my faith in getting parts for old bikes was a little bit shaken with that. Funnily enough, the only manufacturers that I have any faith that I can get anything for are British manufacturers. Because I know no matter what the BSA or the Norton or the Triumph, or the Vincent Black Shadow, or the AJS. Anything that comes through my shop, I can get everything for it. So are you saying Douglas has not redeemed your faith in the $500? I don't know. It's It's the closest one so far, because I like it. It's a lovely little thing. Well, we got two more presentations. Let's see. Okay. Bagel. Bagel? Oh, bagel. bagel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What do you got? All right. Well, I have something that I found on Facebook uh, Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just texted it to you if you can take a look at that. Oh, I'll have a look at my telephone. Yes. This is something that is almost a classic. Um, it is a dirt bike. Um, and it is a Suzuki. Mm. Suzuki? A 2000 Suzuki Cougar. What? what? 100. Oh! Yes. Yes, little 100cc dirt bike. Okay. 
And uh, this is a uh, 100cc two-stroke with a four-speed manual transmission. It it has new 20W40 trans oil, a new clutch basket and plates, new stator cover, new throttle throttle cables and grips. The motor was resealed with new gaskets all around, reaches speeds of 55 plus when it hits the power band. (laughs) Now, the cons are it could use a front brake cable and rear brake adjusted. Previous owner put on a smaller wheel in the rear, and it has a small wiggle while driving. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the plastics, well, yeah, it's a wheel. You can find, find a new wheel for it. Plastics were badly painted and are chipping in areas. Uh, Third gear at times will fall into a false neutral. Did, did Adrian own this bike? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But that's the bike. I mean, it's a runner. It'll do 55. You know, it needs a little bit of work. They say but, it'll do 55. Well, they say it'll do 55. And, and how much was this? Uh, this is There's $500. No right. Reduced from 750 If you drop it from a plane, it'll Bagel, go 55. it's a death trap. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a death trap. If you gear it right, you it'll go that? 55, but it'll take you 20 but minutes. But you love Suzuki's, Emma. <laughs> I love Suzuki's, but not that one. <laughs> no, I mean, when you go around changing wheels and, oh, the downside is just got a little wiggle. Um, there's something, you know, <laughs> well, how hard is it to change out a wheel? It's money, darling. It a could be bit. like swing arm bearings, couldn't it? But this, but this is a bike that runs. Yeah, but the know, other question, be... Bagel, is what is it worth in tip-top shape? Not a whole lot, but it <laughs> yeah. doesn't need a whole lot either, though. Well, you've got to split the, the case. You got to split the cases, do you? You've got to well, put a new third if, gear in it. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to get get the gear, but that's but again, that's not money. That's just labor if you do it yourself. Well, and if Emma has to cut it on her la- lathe, yes. Now you're what but, you're two grand into the job. But, oh, but come a, on, you're not going to tell me these gears aren't available for a Suzuki from 2000. Suzuki, no, CSMNL, they probably are. Come on, and it is a two-stroke, right? Yes, it's easy. Oh uh, yeah, ten-minute job, right? All right. Yeah. So Emma, are you not convinced? No. Oh, good, good try. So, I'm, I'm being, I'm being tough today. I'm being, so a, I know. Emma, I'm being a tough Emma for next week. I would like you to find one that you would. Oh. I don't oh. think they but she exist. says it doesn't exist. Well, I don't try. think it's up to us to try. present. <laughs> All right, I but don't. Wait, I, you know, it's not like I'm shooting I, everyone down. I really think the era of. The $500 bike that you buy and pretty much do weekends work and ride is over. So what is it now, 1000 Hold on. Yeah. We're, Ooh, but, but, maybe more. But well. we're, not, we're not out yet. Okay. Got we one have, more. I still have Henry. And I have another one, too, if you want. I think this is, uh, Henry, what do you got? So I'm going to read it exactly from the ad. Okay. 1980. Yes. Suzuki. Yes. GS850. GS850, nice, nice parts bike, needs battery, has new tire, needs some minor work, bill of sale, 500 firm, parts, pike. Where right. is it? <laughs> but why is it a parts bike? It's a parts pike. It's a, it's a pike. Pike? <laughs> so this looks like a complete bike. When it says parts bike, that's usually registration or title is the issue. Oh, it's a cruiser. Or engine is blown up. So... It's got 13,000 miles on it. It's got pod filters as well and CV cards. (laughs) Yes, all the things. I mean, any time that I look at a bike and the headlights pointing to the sky, (laughs) 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 but I mean, that was a little concerning, I will say. 
So it's got a four into one on it. It's got shocks. It's got steel brake lines. You know, somebody's put an effort into this thing. Um, and does it run? No description of it running. Nice, nice parts bike needs battery, has new tires, <laughs> needs some minor work. So you have to find a miner to work on the bike. <laughs> like a coal miner or what? Yeah, no, that's it's yeah, miner. They got work. the small hands, you know. <laughs> Bill of sale, five hundred firm parts pike. So there's something fundamentally wrong with this bike. That has because the he's mentioning it's parts bike twice. Yeah. So it's either the engine's toast. The registration is a work of fiction. There's something fundamental about this bike because ostensibly it looks like a nice bike it's all there it's got blah 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 there's nothing about it running so there's something that you call the guy in corona and he says oh by the way it's got no gears or it's missing second gear or it has a hole in the bottom of the engine case (laughs) there's something but if you were to part out the bike could you make your money back yeah i mean I'll tell you how it works with parting out bikes because everyone's, oh, it's not going to run. I'm going to part it out. And when you part out a bike, there's one or two items on that bike that are worth a decent amount of money. Gas tank. The the rest of it's worth nothing. Mm -hmm. So inevitably what happens is you take a $1,000 bike and you sell the gas tank for 300 bucks. And then you sell the seat for a hundred bucks. Pipes, no. And then you sit on the rest for a year and eighteen months and two so years. So you take it to the scrapper. And then you take it to the scrapyard, and your thousand dollar bike realized four hundred bucks. And that's what happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know. And also, also a, a parting out a bike is not the same thing as a project bike. No. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, for me, when I see the word parts bike, that's the kiss of death. That means yep. somebody knows this is not going to be a runner. It's the ever. red ring of death. Yeah. Most yeah. likely, yeah. There are, we, we were thrown a huge lifeline because of corona. I mean, the the whole coronavirus thing was, was an an awful saga for the human race. But the one good side of it is is here in the motorcycle industry and as motorcyclists, motorcyclists, we're really throwing a lifeline. It revitalized the industry, and everybody agrees on that. But there are casualties, and I truly think that the era of cheap $500, buy it, you know, do a weekend's work, ride, it's over. Mm. And has been for a while. And you can blame it on the market. You can blame it on the popularity of motorcycling. You can blame it on just the cost of used parts. Um, but it, it, it really is tough. And I will do my best to try and find something, Doug. But I honestly, I'm really not sure whether okay. they exist. So, okay. So maybe not for 500 but maybe find one that would be worth it. Well, and that's the point. And where, where so are you, we at? You, you, where are we exactly. At? We have to say what is a decent-sized bike, 
And so now we've got to define what a decent sized bike is, something perhaps over 250 that you can actually ride around and enjoy without mm. being terrified. Well, uh, and that's why I said the criteria with for me is that whatever you invest into it, you could get your money right. back out. So, so let's, it let's, could be a dirt bike, it could be a touring bike, let's whatever. Let's take the $500 away, find out something that is a project bike, listed as a project bike that would take more would sell for more money than you're going to put into it and the bike i think i oh. think the realistic where's that I threshold can, i can give you that threshold right now and i think a decent bike that you can ride around and is not going to kill you and not going to break down every five minutes and has a current registration 1500 bucks so that's the starting point <clears throat> and that's going to get you something rusty and crusty and maybe doesn't look good but it's going to have sufficient life in it that you can enjoy, and it's not going to kill you when you go out on it. And that's your starting point, and then you go up from there. So back to your earlier point around COVID, do you, I've been wondering if there's going to be a flooding in the market in the next year or two. Maybe. And a re, kind of a resetting. Everyone's of a, kind of ga- ex- Not with the gas prices. Yeah, like, everyone's kind just, of expecting this flooding of the market. Huh. And I don't think it's, I don't see it's going to happen. No. I think I think we've gone through a fundamental change in how we huh. regard vehicles and how we regard buying vehicles and how we value vehicles. And I think it's kind of here to stay. I have seen multiple stories of not just motorcycles, but trucks and cars where dealers calling people who they sold the vehicle a year ago yes offering to buy it back for the same price Dang. and and or offer them you know a trade well, in because well, they t- know they can sell that car again here's a great so example it's, it's crazy right now morgan was telling me about uh stefano mm-hmm. an Ergica. Mm-hmm. And they've got Energica. The, Energica, and they've got this disgusting Mercedes Sprinter van that's done like two hundred and fifty thousand miles. And Stefano hates it because it's always breaking down, <laughs> yeah. mm. and the transmission just went out again. again. Oh no! And so it's at Mercedes, and Mercedes call up and say, "Hey, Stefano, do you want to sell this thing?" And he's like, "Yeah." How much will you give me for it? And they'll give him 40 grand for Shut it. Up. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! So I mean, wow. And I, I don't think it's it's like a 2015 Sprinter with like 150,000. I, I firmly miles. think I could get my money out of it. My Tacoma I bought in 2018. I think I could sell it for what I bought it for right now. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 So, I was going to so, say, Charlie sold his yeah. uh, pickup truck for like three grand less than what he bought yeah. it. These, as a are, these are all yeah. signs that the market isn't going away. But here's the thing, Emma. Yes. I want to believe. And, you know, I do as well because, look. Times change, and we all live in these halcyon days, and I want to believe as well. I bought my first Bonneville when I was a very young teenager, and I paid 400, 400 pounds for it, mm-hmm. which is equivalent to 600 bucks, and it was a running 650 Bonneville, and it was good yeah. bike. And all my mates were buying like two and 300 pound Honda 754s because they were cheap back then. Yeah. And I w- I'd love to go back there. And these weren't turdy bikes. These were just bikes that had been through a couple of English winters. So, the you know, the chrome was maybe a bit scabby and the engine cases were a bit scabby. And funnily enough, bikes got painted a lot in England because a lot of the Brit bikers, certainly back in the 70s, didn't really like bright colours. And the Hondas and Suzukis were in, like, metal flake orange and something like that. Jesus Christ. So there were a lot of these bikes that were kind of sat in black before their time. So 
but they were cheap. But isn't like $400 in the 70s like $1,000 today? Yes. In terms of inflation. Oh, more than that. Meaning you got to sort of count inflation. Yeah, in, I mean, you've got to kind of factor in inflation to it. Right. And that's a very, very valid thing. Because if we truly want a $500 rideable bike now, we've got to kind of put that into it's perspective. It's 15 now. Yeah. It's, it, it's like nothing. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Like I said, I want to believe. Yes. Much like Tinkerbell. I think that and for Father, it to exist, we have to believe it exists. So I'm going to now put this out there to the listeners. We just presented to you to try yes. to change your mind. I'm going to ask the listeners to see if they can find anything, maybe in their area. Here's, I mean, here's the criteria. You've got to be able to get it into a position where you can ride it around without it breaking down every five minutes. Legally, too. Legally, and it can't kill you. Which basically means tires, brakes, mm -hmm. forks. All the gears. <laughs> you know, all the gears. It's, yeah. it's basically, it's got to be a functioning motorbike. So, if you think you want to, uh, you know, if you have something that you found that you think is a, is a good deal, $500 or less, send it to Recycle Motorcycle Garage. And I want to make my position very, very clear. I don't want to play Killjoy in this. You always do. No, <laughs> and yet you always do. But I'd love to see like the best. What is the best deal? Like, can we quantify through our listeners what the bottom line now is? Now, like, to, I think it's to get to your. I think criteria. it's fifteen hundred bucks. That, been, I mean, that's what I feel is the bottom line. I've been browsing through Craigslist in all of California, and I can't find anything decent that with yeah. anything decent under a thousand dollars. Everything has like no title. Well, maybe somewhere else in the world it exists. So, send us those, and let's let's uh, let's see what's out there. Yeah, but right. Now, yes, Emma, this is going to be your favorite. This is, uh, I think, going to be a reoccurring segment. I hope so because we have an intro for it now. Tell me why. Misfits, can you tell me why? <laughs> God, wasn't that fabulous? Oh my. Who sent us that? There, there is way more effort into that than this deserves. <laughs> hey, wow. um, Henry, can you do me a favor? <laughs> See that mic over there? Can you point it to the uh, ceiling? I think we're picking up a little reverb on that mic over there. Um, so, yeah, we have a couple tell-me-why questions. Fantastic. Well, I want to tell me why you're not telling me who made that. It's our friend, uh, uh, Lou Bajeter. Lou, 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 Lou Bajeter. No, Lou Bluewog. What's, what's the name does he use? Lou Bluewog. Uh, yeah, creative writing. Okay. Yeah. Really? He made that for us? Yeah, he did. What's up, dude? It's absolute, yeah, absolutely know, right? superb. Thanks, Luke. So, yeah, that's not the only song. So, the good news is... Tell me why I have to go through that again. Uh, but the other <laughs> one... Um, no, I'm going to play it at the end. You get to listen to the whole song at the end, so make sure you stay tuned to the end. But for now, we have a couple questions. Okay. First one comes in from Nick. Hello, Nick. 
He says, this is Nick from Detroit, Michigan, and this question is for Miss Emma. Tell me why. Tell me why ain't nothing but a... <laughs> Classic motorcycles require zinc as an additive to the engine oil. What is the recommended ratio of zinc to be added to the oil, and what in the manual would indicate whether or not a zinc additive is required for your machine? Define classic motorcycle. Well, yeah, that's that's mm. so. Oil has changed a great deal over the years, and with the way that oil is designed, engines have changed, and the materials they're made out of has changed. The biggest issue in comparison with an older motorcycle versus a newer one is cast iron piston rings, cast iron bores. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was back in the old days. Now, it cast iron running in cast iron makes for an absolutely fantastic sealing surface, but it takes forever to break in. When I actually build a classic bike engine, I put the rings in the, in the bores dry. Back in the old days, we used to lost the oil. Yeah. You know, but oil's so good now. If you do it like that, you'll never break them in. So you've got to actually put them in dry, or I've got this special powder, which is like a charcoal powder oh. that you, you you know, wipe around the board. Because you really do need to wear them down. Right. Okay, interesting. So you wow. need... So um, zinc, Z-D-D-P is the additive. Um, not oil has it. It's a friction reducer. And when you have a high friction engine, like in a classic Triumph where you have cast iron rings in cast iron bores and you have plain followers on cam lobes, introducing friction reducers is a good idea, but not always. There is no real correct ratio. I mean, you can't really add zinc to oil. I mean, you can add additives to oil. But now, oil now is far better than it was back in the day. So you're saying you don't need to add the zinc? No. Okay. No. Not in motorbikes. With, in some, with modern oil? With, with modern oil. Okay. For a classic bike, for a classic British bike that has a separate clutch, Castrol GTX is the finest oil money can buy. But do you recommend taking your zinc one-a-day one vitamins? Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. I recommend John doesn't. Really? Be well, your bowel is active enough as it is. <laughs> I'm being stereotyped, y'all. No, you're not. It's <laughs> just one little fart, and this is what happens. See? It was uh, not, see listeners. It was not right. a little right. fart. All right. John. Emma, Emma claimed that I had diarrhea today. So. <laughs> All right. We've got one more, and this one came in audio. Tell me why no one makes a hybrid motorcycle. This is Ian Vanek in Olympia, Washington. There you go. Oh, that's a... Thanks, what, a, Ian. what a great question. And it boils down to exactly the same reason why motorcycles have... <sighs> propulsion systems on motorcycles are quite limited. It's real estate. It's as simple as that. Motorcycles are really quite small. 
And so if you take a motorcycle and you think about the area that can be devoted to the propulsion system, in order to fit an internal combustion engine and an electrical engine and a battery and a sufficient charging system for it all, there simply isn't room. It's as simple as that. There you go. All I right. could, I, If I was building the ultimate motorcycle and sidecar, I think I might consider a hybrid, hybrid propulsion for that because mm. you have more real estate to play with. But a simple motorbike, open the hood on a Prius. You will be amazed what is in there. It's full. And they're gutless. O- open the hood on a Tesla. It's a frunk. It's a frunk. Yeah. Remember when we put Zach in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Tesla is a great example. I mean, yeah. a Tesla is considered the gold standard for electric cars. Yeah. But they're heavy. The entire yeah. floor entire floor is batteries yeah. propel you know there's there's very for the size of the car so the hybrid- propulsion system takes up a huge amount and that's purely so, electric so real estate real estate okay. it's as simple as that okay complexity in real estate tesla has a fart mode all right so um <laughs> you beep the horn and it farts <laughs> so emma while you're getting that ready i'm just want to give you guys a taste of the other song that came in uh, from a listener. I'm oh, just going to play a snippet and then I'll play play it at the end. Here it goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are my fire, my main desire, believe when I Gotta ride every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a taste of it. <laughs> nice. That's pretty cool. Um, and that came from Jim Croce. <laughs> we don't deserve this. <laughs> and now an announcement. More Tigers Rawr! of Northern California is proud to support NorCal's local motorcycle shops and businesses Ooh. and will be featuring who are they going to be featuring mototown of marina california in the upcoming quail motorcycling gathering whoop, whoop. may 14th 2022 at the quail golf course where is it carmel by the sea hey just curious yes uh, are, is there going to be a gathering is anyone going to be going down to mototown during the quail well i got to do loading yeah. So, um, just come down. You know, I've got a great tent. I'll be sharing it with Matt. There will be a lot of tomfoolery and a lot of hijinks. They've got this giant inflatable tiger. Yeah. And I <laughs> hope that he's going to bring the tiger because we can have can a we, lot of fun with that. Can we turn it into a bouncy house? I hope so. <laughs> so, um, just come down and see us. Um, why don't you organize a ride, Liza? I am going to ride down there. Yes. Yes. So anyway, um, <laughs> okay. this is the triumphant return of the quail that has been postponed since 2019 yes. due to the Rona. Check out Motortown and the quail on the Book of Faces and Instagram. For more details, 
and visit lawtigers.com to learn about their ongoing support of the riding community here in Northern California and nationwide. Listen, I got to tell you, Law Tigers are the neatest company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a joy seeing Matt in my shop. He always gives me the best swag. Um, if I crash my motorbike, know who I'm going to call? Law Um, John. Yes. You decided to sell a bike. I did. You have fallen out of love with Completely one of your bikes. Completely out of love. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, this I hurts. Rode it and, and used it. And minus one. Yes. Minus one. Which one did you sell? I haven't sold yet. I will be selling. He's decided. The mountain he's, he's, goat. He yep. has which I think emotionally you actually separated from yep. which bike? The XD225. <sighs> Bring it down to Motortown. I'll sell it for you. We can talk, yes. Yeah. What a great little bike. It so, is a great little bike. Here's the thing. And, and this was when you were looking for a dirt bike that you could be a little more confident and easily right. touch the ground on. Yep. This was a bike that was recommended um, by people we know, and you found one. Um, but, yeah, granted, it is at a time when um, bikes are at a premium. Yeah. So it wasn't cheap or anything, but um, you haven't loved it. No, I haven't loved it. Um, it's a, But let me just say, it's a great bike. And for the for the right situation it's it's a wonderful bike the best one of the best things about it has a six gear and it can run up to 65 pretty easily uh it's just i'm a big guy um i feel like i'm overtaxing the chassis and the suspension big guy on a little bike Bike. (laughs) just hang on a fat man on a little bike you've done quite a few suspension mods to that yeah not i have and it's still so now it's down to like being underpowered okay Um, so, and I don't, I'm not looking for something that's like 60 horsepower in the dirt, but I'm just. Well, you were, you were making noises about getting a, a CRF 300, weren't you? That's what I'm thinking about right now. That's currently top of the list. So that'll give you what? 10 more horsepower? 10 more horsepower. But you're but going to. That. 10 more modern horsepower. You're going to And come, fuel injection. You're going to come yeah. back to the other problem, which is that you can't safely put both feet on the ground. But on, again. On the, a lot of the modern the dirt bikes. CRF is the same seat height of my. Uh, KLR. So I'm pretty feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, okay, and it's, okay, and okay. it's thinner than my, it's narrower than my KLR also. Um, I mean, I see the advantage of having a dirt bike that you can put your feet down and kind of like paddle through stuff and, and dab when you need to. And that's why I thought that that would be a great bike for you because it would give you that confidence to have a little goat. I don't have any re- anywhere. I got no regrets about buying but it. You want to have more power. Yeah, I want a little more umph and you want to get some air. And you know, it's a 2003. Did you so. fit a DRZ 400 motor in there? I, <laughs> no, I've thought about a DRZ 400 also, you but that's even taller. Could. No, I'll put the motor in there. Yeah, in the bike. It also feels, you know, even ergonomically. Um, and I know I'm short, but. You know, I've already raised the the bars up an inch, and yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I need some more there, and then I got to switch cables, and then it just starts. To- but you know, the only the trap you are going to fall into, John, which is the trap that everybody falls into who customizes their bikes. All the modifications you've done, they don't value anything. Yeah. Add zero. Mm. Yep. They make it more desirable yeah. to the right person, right. but you haven't added a cent in value. I agree. Good thing I kept all the parts. Right. So. And I think that bike will sell putting it back to stock. Mm. Oh, do you sell that shock by itself? Well, you know, at least looking See, stock. Because that you took a while to get and paid good money for. Oh, for yeah. That. Well, that was, yeah, it was 300 bucks. 
wasn't mm, okay. it wasn't all right. it wasn't horrible. Um so you think the perfect bike for you is I think I'm not going to make any decisions till I get back from Pakistan. But I'm th- um the top of my list right now are the DRZ 400, the K- uh the Honda 3 uh, 300L or the KLX 300. Oh, I think the KLX. Really? Oh yeah. KLX is I mean, very good. The, I, I, I don't bet, better than a CRF. I, I don't know, John. You might come home with a cash deposit seventy. <laughs> <laughs> Atlas I know Honda. What that is. I yeah, CRFs or Atlas? I no. I think I think I'd buy the KLX. I like the KLX. I think I think the KLX makes more power than the Honda. No, they're about the same. I've been doing the research. They're almost neck and neck. KLX has a slightly better suspension, but it doesn't matter to me because I'm going to have to swap But, you the know, rear. there's something about Kawasaki's, hmm. whether it's the rawness or the way they make, but they always just feel a bit edgier. I've ridden one. I've ridden uh, Jocelyn's KLX when she had she mm-hmm. had that press bike, mm-hmm. and it was it was fun. Doug. Hey, I've got the bike for you. Oh. What's that? Little BMW 310. No. Huh. Yeah. Maybe. Something different. They don't, I want ha- something they don't have a lot of power. Desert that I can take out in a desert. and. Doug, everyone disagrees with me, but I still think a DRZ SM with big blocks. With big blocks. Big block tires. Oh, you should talk to McCarthy about that. And everyone says no. No. He would be the one who's he would be the one who's big making the biggest nose. They're virtually unrideable in the right. dirt. I don't 17 understand. inch front big yeah. blocks. Like the TKC eighties. Yeah, but he yep. says he wants a twenty one inch wheel. Well, yeah. If you're going to be doing any any dirt semi-serious, know, looking- well, if you're going to be doing any semi-serious off-roading, that you're going to have to overcome. Yeah, and I want to be able to do some stuff. Yeah. single track. If you're, like if you're doing dirt roads and so, single track, I sure, could do but, the I could do the use the KLR. But if you're going to need to get over a log or a rock or something, you're going to need yeah. a bigger wheel. But how is it any different than the TW? Wait, the T Dub. Yeah, the T Dub. That's wait. That's a. Yeah, it's a hundred pounds heavier the the the, the DRZ. It's a, a totally thing. different, totally different. I know, but it's small wheels. You need yeah. to talk to Mike McCarthy because he, on his DRZ four hundred, he's got the SM, mm-hmm. and he said, "Oh, I want to ride it in the dirt, no problem at all. I'll get some TKC eighties, put them on, it'll be great." Thing was lethal in the dirt. Yeah, it's because that little front wheel. Yeah, the, the, oh the, shit! Sure, I had every one track right. Every yeah, I had Avon Distanzios on my DRZ 400 with 17s, and only because I have ex- a lot of experience riding dirt, I was able to handle it very wow. well. If you don't have a lot of experience, you're going to want that bigger wheel. Yeah, and knobbies. That's yeah. that's what I've been telling yeah. her for a year. Yeah, yeah. She won't listen though. I know. No, I mean, all right. So I'll get back to Pakistan. I'll figure it out. But we love you for other reasons. Get your ass in the dirt some more. Well, I, I, I just think... Get dirt bike. I think that's yep. the thing. The perfect bike for you is going to be too tall, and now it's not the perfect bike. Well, the SM, you know, that's, if you get enough experience, you get 17s in the SM, get some, can, some big... I'm you know what? If Jocelyn Snow can ride a hold 1200 on, on, BMW, on. I can what figure it, out how to ride a 300. You may want to consider the SWM. I've looked at that. That's even taller. Um, I've mm. looked at that. Well, the... the that's like DRZ, 16 and a half DRZ or seven, can uh, 37 and a half. It can be lowered. It's been lowered. Well, I looked at the, but, the CRF has lowering links. You can put in there and sure. then drop, drop the force. You're also kind of like, well, what's the purpose of a dirt bike is to have high clearance to get over right. obstacles. And you're like, what I did with my KLRs, I just bought a low seat. And I don't think yeah. you could do that with a CRF, but I, I, I sure feel pretty can. confident I can. Yeah. Seat concepts. Well, oh, well, see, that's yeah. 160 bucks. You got to, you got to, the, the 
fabric. You just put it over the original yeah, panel. Yeah, KLR is like 35, and I have a one-inch seat, so yeah, it gets me a 34, you can probably get it lowered at least an inch. That's all I need. Yeah. Because I'm riding the KLR every day. Yep. A little, little say, sneak cheek. I still say the Honda ADV scooter. You know, they're, you can't find them. They're like a... Yeah, this is so cool. <laughs> I want that to be right. Um, well, keep us up to date of what you end up getting. I will. Might um, come back with a Pakistani... Uh, hey, if you want to save some money, I mean, Doug's got a great dirt bike he found. It's pretty cheap. Good Saw deal. That. Thinking about it. Want to have it. Let's go now. <laughs> oh, which one? The one in the, the game. Oh. <laughs> that was... <laughs> yeah. No, there, was, there, was there wasn't a dirt bike. bike. No. no, no, it wasn't. Me. Um, let's see. Uh, quick announcements, John. You have an announcement. Yeah. So we are, man. I'm so excited. We are one month ish away from Pakistan. Yeah. So, Stumpistan. Stumpistan 2022, baby. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, I just can't wait. I'm already, you know, and the and the whole team that's going is getting more and more excited. We're talking a lot now on Facebook and such. So still have a chance to come if you want to come, but. What I do want to announce is um, we are raising money for a to New work pair with, of underpants for you. Uh, well, no, 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 you're, you're going to like this for uh, to work with um, Jimmy Khan, who's a amazing. Jimmy Khan has been here to the garage. Amazing, Came amazing. Yeah. Look him yeah. up on Google. Google him right now. You'll see how, awesome. what a great musician he is. Uh, and he's supporting a music school uh, for kids out in the Hunza Valley. Oh, great. Um, who speak cool. uh, a language that the UN says is going. So it's a very kind of remote tribe out there that he's helping out. Mm-hmm. So we're we're trying to raise money to provide musical instruments and, uh, and a small recording studio and just to support the school in general. It's the school in Gulkin that I visited. Yeah. There. Fantastic. So cool. we've got, I'm trying to raise $7,900. We're about... 11 or 1200 raised already. Um, so I just want to throw it out to our listeners. If you're interested in supporting these kids in Pakistan that Liza, you know, Liza has been to, and you know, the heart that this, that this group has for Pakistan. Well, John, let me tell you even further reason why this is such a cool thing. Um, and this is something that's happening all over the world. There are languages being lost, right? You have small regional areas that have a language that is just being lost. So what Jimmy is doing, he's going to this region and he's, not just like learning the language, but he's working with the kids and writing songs in that language and teaching the language to the kids through the songs that the language is being lost. I think that is a phenomenal project. You know, Liza, you were absolutely right. Worldwide Mm -hmm. languages are dying out. Dialects are dying out. You know, it's, it's becoming a nation of almost a standardized way of speaking a world that way and it's such a damn shame yes yeah i contributed yeah. to the fund uh, john where because i bet you bagel's gonna go on there right now yeah so <laughs> um what we will do is so i have a gofundme set up uh so and what we'll do is we will post it on our social media um hopefully today and uh you can contact it through there or you can contact me through the recycle garage email address and i could send you there let me be very clear none of the money is going towards any of our cost of the trip on any level it's all 100 percent going directly to school so give us your money and so give it nice and uh and i've yeah so so and i'll share i'm not asking for money this is already a funded project that i started um for one for my pakistan trip actually i pledged the money but i have other people have now offered to help cover the costs. Um, and I'm pretty proud of this. Um, similar up in the Hunza area, 
we visited on my last trip a hostel for young girls who can live up in the uh, Shimshal Valley that you're going to go visit, John, right. which is way up in the mountains. And they don't really have access to school. So uh, this woman, Husan Bibi, who's from there, who ended up getting educated, she came back and set up a hostel for the girls from the valley to come down and live in Hunza and go to school there from this hostel. And um, I decided that I wanted to donate two motorcycles to the hostel. And um, but it doesn't just it doesn't stop there because I, I wanted to gift uh, riding to these girls. And this is the type of thing and we tell people all the time. It's not illegal for women to ride motorcycles there. It's just really not socially acceptable. So no one teaches girls how to ride. They don't have the opportunity. So um, our friend uh, Rosie Gabrielle, who was on the show not too long ago, YouTuber, who yeah. lives up in Hunza, I called her up and I said, hey, I want to give these bikes to the school. Will you teach the girls how to ride after we're gone? And she said, yes. That's nice. great. That's so great. I'm going to gift the joy of riding to the girls in this school. So this is a project that I am working on. And here's the thing. The bikes are really cheap. Get Emma. So this is a, a 70 CC Honda. Guess how much it costs uh, American dollars. And this is basically, yeah, the cash deposit 70. There's the CD 70. Guess how CD much it costs. CD 70. CD. Brand new bike. Brand new. Yeah. $2,000. <laughs> 500 bucks. <laughs> wow. Wow. Nice. 500 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy two. <laughs> Why not? That's awesome. Right. Um, so it's just something I'm just so proud to give the gift of writing. Now, yes, they might sell them and buy a cow. <laughs> you know, that is possible. But if they just get one day of lessons from Rosie and experience that, I'm good. I think that worth that's, it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I just love to. I, I feel like I'm a missionary mm-hmm. going around spreading the gospel of riding and that's just right. leaving bikes for people <laughs> to learn to ride. I know it is kind of bad. Um. I wanted to get to some emails real quick. Bagel, you have one I sent you? I do. Uh, I'll, I'll read this one first. Uh, this one is to, hey, Liza and the Misfits. That's me. Says, heard on episode 465, you're wanting to go to New Zealand for an adventure. You guys remember, I want to do a group trip to New Zealand and go uh, see the... Um, Lord of the Rings? No. Oh, where, where's, where's my bike? Oh, I don't have the model here. Oh, the Britain? The Britain. Yeah. Go to John mm. Britton's house. You can go to John Britton's house and see a motorcycle in his house. Do you think that Mike is a cup of tea? Well, you can stay. They've turned the, the barn into guest cottages. Oh, I like the sound of that. So wow. I'm like, that's Mecca. I want to go there. Yeah. Uh, and I want to go see uh, the lemon tree that, uh, what's his name, used to piss on? Uh, Bert Monroe. Yes, Bert. <laughs> Yeah. I want to see the lemon tree. So um, uh, Larry says, do it. He says, I've been twice now and did a couple of 10-day camping tours with the locals, about 13 hours on the plane from LAX to Auckland. So you lose a day and then you gain a day coming back. Friends of friends made this a great way to travel by motorcycle. Lots to see and great roads, even if you're on the wrong side of the road. Only one or two oops turning into traffic the wrong way. Yes, I have done that too. Top tip. A great way to make the plane ride more tolerable. Johnny may want to note this because you're going to be 12 hours off. 
Oh, maybe not. He says, buy three seats for two of you and have a fold-down flat surface to sleep on, spooning allowed. Have you seen the cost of flights these days? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard enough just to get one seat. I know. Yeah, that <laughs> right. that is expensive. That is an expensive trip. But yeah. If I had that kind of money, I'd be in first class. I know. Um, so yeah, thank you. I, I definitely want to do um, a group trip. Yeah. Am I going to come with us in uh, 2024 to New Zealand? I don't see why not. Go see the John Britton's house. Can well, we as, as long as Mrs. Britton makes me a cup of tea. She's there. And gives yes. me a slice of crumbly cake. I'll yes, be very this happy. is what I'm saying. <laughs> Can we go see the Hobbits too? Ugh. If, if you must. <laughs> All right, Bagel, what do you got there? All right, I have an email from uh, Jason Mercier or mm-hmm. uh, Jason Mercier. I'm not sure which part <laughs> of Canada he's from. But uh, Jason writes, uh, hey, misfits, sorry, but I just <laughs> couldn't not say something. Fuck White Castle. <laughs> what? I am from Canada where we don't have either White Castle or in and out but... I stopped at a White Castle on my way to Nashville, and it was the absolute worst thing I've ever eaten. They are the best hamburgers in the world. What are you talking about? That's horrible. I totally agree. They're horrible. They're awesome. They're microwaved lunchroom food. Wait, I mean, what do and they- this is a problem? <laughs> what do they eat in Canada? Poutine. Yeah. No, uh, I know everybody loves poutine. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. Probably a lot of things with maple, I would have And thought. mayonnaise. Maple and mayonnaise. Maple and mayonnaise yeah. on your poutine. Do they eat mousse? <laughs> your... Do they eat mousse? <laughs> well, like mm-hmm. chocolate mousse or strawberry <laughs> mousse, like the kind of mousse. Exactly. Um, Emma, we got one more. What you got there? We have... Hello, Miss Fitz from Hello. JR from Hello, Sacramento Wanker. here. Is that your Sacramento accent? Yeah, well, it says no accent required, so tra-la-la. <laughs> I'm still playing catch-up on all your podcasts. You no, have had a bunch of, bunch of characters over the years, all of which I enjoy. I have a question about track days. I'm 63 years young, and I've been riding Sturton Street since I was age eight. Um, I've recently been through a number of safety courses, most of which were reminders of the bad habits we gain over time. Yeah, that's the inevitability of it. Um, I've recently thought about doing a track day. There are several track day programs in NorCal. My question is, Mm -hmm. which one, in your opinion, would you get the most out of? Mm -hmm. I guess, or I guess best rated in your humble opinions... I ride an R1200RT intend using it on the track. This will be in trouble you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, P.S. Still planning on making it to the garage. I love watching crazy people do silly things. I'm sure I won't be disappointed. You're not going to be disappointed, JR. Um, I'm going to do a plug for Antonio here. Not yep. least because we like Antonio. Z2! Z2 track days. It, brilliant. Really? So... Yeah. I'm going to say any any track school on the big track. So um, Thunderhill, Button Willow, uh, Laguna Seca, um, Sonoma, any of those. Um, You can take a touring bike. You can take a big bike. Mm -hmm. And they have different classes. Um, So you you, you might be in the C class. Um, I just found like the one like I I did like, you know, one track day at Sonoma. And the skills you learn stay with you forever. I wouldn't recommend doing it like at Kanakaya's, which is a small track. It's a golf cart, or go-kart track. Yeah, go-kart track. So you don't want to take a big bike on that. No. Um, there's great skills to be learned on any of them. On Z2, 
it's not just uh, it's not as much a track lesson as it is advanced riding on the street. They just do it at a track. Uh, the answer is all of them, but I do really like the experience of having an actual track day and learning lines and apex and position and all of that. It is something that John, I use it in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of different ones. Uh, well, it might, any of them. You might consider doing feel like a pro also. Um, if you don't want to take your street bike, cause they'll give you everything. You just pull up and. Oh, Ryan, yeah. But yeah, he's great. I remember when I did my track day and I was in C class and you go in and you get like, it's like a 40 minutes of classroom and then 20 minutes on the track because they're rotating mm-hmm. the different classes. And I'm on my Ducati 900SS, you know. Feeling and all bad. Feeling all bad. And I'm going around the carousel at Sonoma and I got passed on the outside by a guy on a uh, R1150 RT touring bike. <laughs> right on. And I'm like, motherfucker. That's right on. And you're like, shit. (laughs) And that's when I'm like, oh, you can bring anything here. It's your riding ability Mm -hmm. um, is not hampered at at the track at all. So any bike you can do. You know, I have a suggestion for um, JR that kind of Mm -hmm. involves everything we've just said. Why don't you do a ride like the pro on one of Ryan's bikes and get a feel for it? And then if you think this is the greatest yep. thing since sliced bread, which you will, then, you know, get involved with any of the other courses. Yep. But um, Z2 is. And then you don't have to invest in leathers for the first time out. I, I think we can all agree the answer isn't one does everything. Every, every type of class gives you more tools mm-hmm. in the bag. And that's something that we kind of preach here is like we love learning more and more and more. Henry, have you done a track day? I did. I did a uh, supermoto uh, cl- uh, class back in uh, down south in Orange County. And would you say that the skills you learn still carry over sometimes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think any class you do, right. any, one, any one of them is the right answer. Emma, I mean, the dirt riding that we did down at the Honda School. Oh, wasn't it great? But you, you, you haven't been dirt riding since, but would you say that some of the skills you learned there carry over? You know what I learned? What? There's no crying in motorcycling. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course I did. The biggest thing that I learned, because um, in case you haven't figured it out, Rufus is quite squirmy. Mm-hmm. And before that course, when Rufus start, starts breaking loose, when I start really whipping him along, I just crap my pants. Whereas now I realize that loss of traction isn't as catastrophic as you think. That's right. And you can mitigate the loss of traction. So, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I want to make a quick announcement before we say goodbye. Okay. This is it. You know what is coming. We're not going to be here next week. Why? Well, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. We're going to be in Portland. For... The one show. The one show. Not the two show or no, the four show. Exactly. The one show. Exactly. Although there might be a number two show. There, I think if there's John around, there will be a number two show. Wow. Um, however, that's where we're going to be. Hey, Emma, pull my finger. No. <laughs> Bagel's going to be there. John's yeah. going to be there. Liza's going to be there. Yeah. Mrs. John's going to be there. Mrs. Stumpy. Mrs. Yeah. Stumpy's going to be there. Yep. I'm going to be there. Mike McCarthy's going to be there. Lila's going to be three there. Times. Ellie's going to be there. Mikey three times with Marie Muffins. 
and Lois Children. Yes, one of the kids. One of the kids. Yeah. It's it's a misfit cornucopia. Will Mikey be Mikey four times if he wins this? <sighs> if he wins. Could be. I tell you what, Mikey could be five or or six. So we've, um, we, me and Mike have been coordinating. We've been working on the three, the three bikes. They are looking good. Captain Crunch is absolutely sparkling like a new penny. My personal opinion, I think he's going to do very, very well with the shovel head. Mm. That is such a nostalgic bike. It it you know it just takes you back. It takes you back to the day just looking at it, and the finishing touch is that Adam's family tail light he put on it. <laughs> um, I think he's going to do really really well with the shovel head, but nice. who knows? You know, there's it's a world class show. There are some extremely high standard bikes. Um, I have been polishing the Trident like a mad thing. And nobody's ever going to accuse me of that bike being a subtle colour. So, um, come down and say hi. Yeah. What did we decide that we want to say to uh, Johnny? You go up to John and you say, introduce me to Miss Stumpy. That's right. There you go. And then uh, John will say, this is Melissa. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, he'll take him to the corner and... <laughs> I'll show him Stumpy. Show him your You just don't know. That's the joy of it. <laughs> and and then, the carpet um, does match the drapes. <laughs> one, one last announcement. I uh, still have shirts for sale on our website, uh, motorcyclesandmisfits.com. I am down to large and extra large. That is it. And once this design sells out, they're gone. Until the new design comes Until in. Until the new design comes in. Yeah. So uh, go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You'll find links to everything there. Are we going to be taking T-shirts to the one show? I might have a couple. Yeah, it might be worth but, asking. But I think most of the people coming out might already have one. We'll find out. Well, um, it'll be easy to identify easy to find- you. Yes. Oh! Yeah, Motorbikers exactly. and Misfits mm-hmm. T-shirt. So, uh yeah, I think that's it. Um, we got a lot coming up. And uh, look, I just did a big ask. I ask you to send us your email about your uh, tell me why. Uh, send us your email about five hundred dollar uh, project bikes. Do they exist? Right. And I asked you to send me an email with your uh, uh, what you want to nominate. But for you, our, you know, but you want to make it clear, Liza. You don't have to do all of them. You can pick one you particularly like and do that, or you can do none of them and just sit on the couch and pick your nose. I know, but it's a big It doesn't ass. matter. But hey, it gives but, you more reason. Yeah. Send us an email, recyclemotorcyclegarage at gmail.com. Yeah. I think we're ready to get out of here. Yeah, I'm not enough. I know. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> this is Eliza. Henry. It's Tommy John. Emma Darling. Douglas. Bagel. And we are out of here. Cool, cool. Hello, buddy. Got a ride every day.
wetbacks are expensive, dangerous, and offensive. You say I have too many, but I want more anyway. Tell me why motorcycles are so much fun. Tell me why I gotta get. D minus one. Tell me why I never wanna hear you say I have too many tune-ups. I like foreplay and rides are my ecstasy. I know it's a bit much, but I need backs of my crotch. Tell me why motorcycles make me happy. Tell me why they always cream my Twinkie. Tell me why I never wanna hear you say I 